Breathe deeply. I like this song. Of course you do. Hello, Derek. Hello. Welcome to your relaxation time. Let this wonderful 80s classic soothe you. Just a nice, warm, happy time. Happy. 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 <laughs> Nothing to worry about at all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week... We'll be looking at the world of male modeling with the ridiculously amazing Alex Duahy. Alex, welcome back. Thanks, Nathan. Good to be here. It's good to have you, especially this week because I can actually talk again, it seems. So before we jump into this movie this week, last week you asked me what I had been able to watch when I was sick. Well, if you can hear me, I still am a little raspy. But I did want to cover a a lot of stuff because I watched a lot. Yeah, let's do it. Just quickly, uh, I watched a lot of Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Because, you know, I, I just did not feel like doing anything, right? Mm-hmm. I was to the point where I didn't want to play any games. I didn't want to really... Serious. Yeah. I was just like, oh, just whatever. And I wanted just something easy to watch. And something that made me feel good and that I knew I would enjoy that I would just want to watch again, Batman the Animated Series. It's just, uh, uh, you can stream it on Amazon Prime. Nice. So, I'm up through, uh, I'm up to the fourth volume now on that, and there's four of them on there. So, you have multiple screens going at the same time? No. Too uh, intense when Couldn't you handle that one. I was gotcha. just lucky enough to, to keep what I was doing. Um, and then I watched, I, I've had it forever, and I didn't, hadn't watched it yet. I got, um, I didn't get, I, I watched the Batman. That's not really Batman. It's, it's called Justice League Gods and Monsters. It's an animated movie. So, I... The whole thing is, it starts out, and it's an alternate kind of telling. When Krypton is destroyed, Zod puts his seed in the pod, and, and Kal-El doesn't put his seed... Or Jor-El doesn't put his seed in. So, Zod is the father of Superman, and it's just this weird thing, and all this other weird stuff just happens. And Bruce Wayne isn't even in the movie as Batman. That's another guy that becomes Batman. And then there's a mm. Wonder Woman who's not Diana, I don't think. I think it's somebody else. It's just... Interesting. And yeah, it was a weird telling, but it, it was okay. It's not my favorite of the DC animated movies, but it was it was okay. Decent watch. Yeah. Uh, there's one that actually just came out this week that I got today, but I haven't watched it yet, called Batman Bad Blood. So maybe I'll have uh, something else to report next week when that comes around. There you go. Uh, I watched the Supergirl pilot. The so the first episode of Supergirl. Okay. What'd you think? Because I've seen a couple commercials and stuff for it, and it's just it's kind of like one of those things where after I see the commercial, I just I kind of have my hand on my head, and it's just like, ugh, really. Do you like the Flash? Yeah, I do. I think you might like Supergirl. It doesn't seem it's, as serious as The Flash. And it, I don't, it's not. Okay. And it, it's hard to, when you look at this, the character of Superman, right? Sure. And we'll get into this, you know, later on this year. But when you look at the character of Superman, what what's his vulnerability? Nothing except Krypton. Right. Kryptonite. So he's just like, 
something that's not compelling. He doesn't have any, you know, demons, so to speak, like Batman or Iron Man have. Right. He's he's just not tangible. He's a god, right? You can't hurt him right. unless you have kryptonite, which everybody seems to have. I don't I don't get that. It's readily available. Yeah, I know. They can bite it out of the sea. Um, so it's just one of those things where, in Supergirl, it's funny because she goes on her first flight and she gets shot with somebody that has krypton something, and she falls. And I'm like, everybody in the world have krypton stuff. Well, maybe. If there's a the world that no. Superman exists in. Yeah, but why are they? Because she's not in Metropolis. Wouldn't the Krypton stuff be over in Metropolis? She's just over here in this other city, and they happen to have it too, just in case, right? Only way to protect yourself against a god <sighs> might come in handy. Yeah. But you know, it's just one of those things where the, the show is actually the pilot that I saw. The, for, the first episode, stressing the first episode, looked fine. Sure. And it was it is something that I would watch again like a second episode or third to see how it kind of continued on. Uh, I was decently surprised. Okay. All right. See, I generally wait for maybe like five, six episodes to come out before I'll start, and then I kind of get some opinions. So I'll ask you again after like five or six episodes if you watch that far. And uh... So here's the thing. It's on CBS, and CBS isn't on Hulu. Oh. So. That's rough. I, I would have to figure out a way to watch it. See, I don't like doing work for the TV shows that I, I already pay for, like, three or four different, you know, mm-hmm. streaming subscriptions. Whatever's on there is more than enough content, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going to work any harder than that. Yeah, and because just this past week they announced that there's going to be a Flash Supergirl crossover episode. Ooh. So I'm kind of like, well, now I feel like I should watch Supergirl and get caught up with that, but they're they're not making it easy to do, let's just yeah. say. Um. The other thing I want to come out and just yell about for a minute Uh-oh. is I love Star Wars Rebels, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about Rebels. Yeah. Great show. So when season two came out, I bought the season pass from Amazon, about 30 bucks, right? Okay. Seems about right for, uh, you know, 20-some episodes of a 30-minute animated show. Seems about right. Right. Actually, it's 22 minutes. So we get the first 10 episodes... And then I'm like, where's the latest episode? It hasn't come on my feed yet. Oh, boy. I go on there and I say, it says that there's now a volume, or season three or a volume five or whatever it is. And I'm just like, no, no, it, it's still season two. It's airing right now on Disney XD. Here's a link to the website that says season two, episode 11. What, what gives? So they decided to, to cut it into two halves. The $30 one that I paid for is now 10 episodes only Ouch. for $30. And then they added a $20 one to get volume two of season two. Ouch. It's just ridiculous. This, yeah, it was a, a horrible business practice. Yeah, that that's pretty bad. No, no courtesy to any of the people that had already previously purchased what, what was known as the time as season two. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, that's not good. No. So you gonna go after Disney? Yeah, I'm gonna go it's fight Disney on this. Yeah. yeah, that's it's not gonna do me much good to do that. But a lot of people, when I when I found this out on, I put it on Twitter. People were like, "What? Yeah, this is weird." Mm-hmm. And it's just been a, a weird thing happening online right now. Like if you look at the Amazon reviews of season quote unquote three, everybody's just like, "No, this is stupid." Yeah, and it's like one star reviews. And I put my review, and I was like, "Listen." This review is solely on Amazon's practice. I love the show. 
this review is for what Amazon or Disney yeah. is doing with this this distribution thing. Is it is it Disney because I remember being on Google Play not that long ago and seeing that it wasn't quite what you were describing. They still had a volume three that looked like it was coming out here pretty soon. Yeah, so after this happened, I was like, I thought it might have been Amazon. Sure. So I went to Amazon, or I went to iTunes, and I went to Google, and they were all the same. So uh, everybody did this this thing, so it had to have come from Disney at that point. Yeah. So. That is just. Yeah. So you think it's because Disney is obviously realizing how popular Star Wars Rebels is. And they're this trying is to price gouging. In. This yeah. is plain and simple. Yeah. Price gouging. I was looking at this because, you know, again, trying to figure out, okay, how can I watch the, the Supergirl TV show? Yep. And I think Supergirl on Amazon was 40, m- maybe 40 bucks or possibly a little bit less for the full season, which is going to be like 20 episodes. Okay. And they're an hour long. Yeah. And that costs way more to produce than Rebels, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have that Star Wars and Disney brand on it, though. But it is DC. It's super girl and this is one of the things that is going to irk me about disney owning uh, uh you know the production company lucasfilm is that star wars content is now going to be overpriced always well, we, blocked online we've already seen the overpriced thing with the the digital movie collection yeah mm-hmm. it's it came out at a hundred dollars for the six film collection you could buy the digital collection individually for twenty dollars a piece yeah. And I'm just like, I want the collection digitally. I will pay for it. I'm not paying again for these movies that I've bought. A hundred dollars. I'll pay maybe forty, uh, fifty, maybe. But come on, this is ridiculous to charge it. That is ridiculous. And unfortunately, you're probably not going to get any resolve from it, right? Unless you nah. fight Disney. Yeah, just not not yet anyway. Yeah. Um, so other than that, just caught up on Flash, Arrow, DC's Legends of Tomorrow. And that show, DC's Legends of Tomorrow, let me tell you. Um, not not digging it. Mm-hmm. It's trying so hard to be Doctor Who. Oh, really? Meets the Avengers or Justice League in, in a lot of ways. It's time traveling and it's assembling superheroes together that... It doesn't really work for me right now. Yeah. And like I said, it's only been the pilot episodes, the first two episodes that I've seen have been the pilots. Sure. So the the thing is, when that show hits its stride, and maybe it will. Yep. Maybe it'll change. Maybe my thoughts will be different. But there is just no really good storytelling right now. And that's probably the problem because they're bringing everybody in. And it's a lot of action. So if you're looking for just a lot of action, yep. then maybe... But if I you're like looking at action, but it's got to have it's a, it's a gotta, story. Yeah, it's got to have a purpose. It's got to have a place. It's got to be going somewhere. Yeah, I mean, the overall premise is kind of cool. What they're going to, what the goal of the of the show is, is neat. But man, I, mm, I, 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 they need to get quickly to where I need them to get for me to want to continue watching. So, are they trying to set up a story like too deep? Set up all these character building. Well, there's a lot of characters. And that that sort of thing, the character building, isn't really taking place yet. Hmm. So right now it's just kind of that they've been jumbled together and trying to figure things out. Yeah. You know, it's just... Usually it's either too much character building 
or if in this case, if it's not enough, usually in the couple opening episodes, they'll hit you with a bunch of, you know, mainline story action just to immerse you in the story in, into, you know, what route they want to go and then build the characters later. But this kind of seems directionless. Yeah, I don't know. So, I, I'm like I do said, do the five six episode yeah, rule again, right? Yeah, I'll give it that because I mean I like Flash and I like Arrow, and this is definitely in that same universe. Yeah. So. And you remember, it took Star Wars: The Clone Wars even a little bit to find its stride and mm-hmm. you know, figure out what kind of show it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But once it did, mm-hmm. so it was excellent. We'll see. And I'm sure there's other stuff that I have watched or played in that sickness time, but you know. Well, it sounds like it's still lingering, so you might still have some extra time here. <laughs> Maybe. There you go. I, I did actually play through something because, again, I wasn't feeling good, and it kind of was gradual where I would go through waves of being able to maybe play something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was uh, Lego Star Wars. Oh, Nothing too nice. intense. It was just because it's on backwards compatibility on Xbox One, mm-hmm. so I played the complete saga uh, beginning to end. And, and I mean, when you're sick, right, and you don't feel like playing video games, it's the motion is kind of what, you know, is too much intense motion. So mm-hmm. what a great game to play yeah. to combat the, I can't deal with too much, you know, intense graphic. So Lego, Star Lego, Wars, Star Wars. Yeah. Perfect. Uh, and it's been a long time since I really wanted to play a Lego game. And I was really wanting to kind of play the Lego Star Wars because, you know, The Force Awakens came out. Of course. And we've watched the movies and I was like, man, what I want more Star Wars in my life right now. I know. And so I just want to go ahead and I played through that again. Good. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I can't get enough Star Wars right now. Like, so it's just all the time. It's bad. It's like an it's a, it's an addiction. It's horrible. Injected into your veins. It is. And for me, I haven't seen the latest two episodes of Rebels yet, so... Uh... You know, I'm writing my own episode eight treatment. <laughs> How if I was writing the movie, where it would go. Yeah? Yeah, you should write something, and then we'll, we'll hammer we'll this out. We'll, we'll send it in to a bad robot, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, was that good? Loving it. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if uh, if you know you wrote a little treatment. I wrote my treatment, and then we got together and we had some kind of a special episode. What we think should happen in episode eight? Where are they taking the story? That could be fun. Cause that's like all I can think about right now. It's horrible. Yeah, and I don't know if we talked about this on the show or not, but. They did announce that they're going to postpone the release of episode eight out, which I think is a December. good decision. Yeah, uh, I, I'd rather them, outside of taking their time and making a good film, which I think helps with that added time. The time of year is great mm-hmm. to come out with, right? Because you don't have to compete with any of the summer blockbusters, and just what a great Christmas present, right? To just have, every, you know, every it's going to be every year now. We get a Star Wars movie every year. Mm-hmm. How awesome is that? It's going to be great. This year, too, with Rogue One, I'm really looking forward to that. Oh, video. yeah. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm excited <laughs> to see what kind of tone these, you know, different, not episodic uh, Star Wars films are going to have. Um, I, I'm just, outside of the regular movies that we've been used to seeing in the theaters, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with these different films. So I agree. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So... Before I stop talking completely, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> um, why don't we get into Zoolander unless there's anything else that you want to talk no, about? No, let's okay. do it. Let's go, Zoolander. All right. Lead us in. Let's okay, go I'm going to start. I'm definitely going to start. So, I have only seen this movie before recently just a couple times. 
Really? Yeah, just oh, a couple times. I love this movie. I never saw it in theaters when it came out. It was one of those where I probably was just browsing through the video store, came across it, looked funny, and I tried it out. I remember liking it a little bit, but I never went back and watched it again until not that long ago, actually. Molly and I sat down and watched it. I thought it was funny, but I don't know. I just wasn't in the mood for it. I sat down and I watched it again the other night, and I absolutely loved it. And then guess what? I watched it again the following <laughs> night because I absolutely loved it. And it, this is one of the movies that, outside of a few scenes, it ages really well. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when you see the Mac sitting on the desk. That, I love that, though. That was hilarious. <laughs> but um, it ages really well. The comedy doesn't really, you know, fade. It's, it's not too, like, oh, that's old-fashioned comedy. It's... It's funny. And for such a satirical film, it got some pretty genuine laughs out of me when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I and I liked Ben Stiller. I saw him in person, by the way. I was like five feet from him when we were in New York. He was filming The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. That was a good movie, too. I never saw it. But yeah, it, nope. it, that's worth your time. Ben Stiller, that dude is short. Oh, yeah. He is short. Mm-hmm. I remember because he was on the sidewalk and he was still lower than me and I was not on the sidewalk. <laughs> but uh, him, Owen Wilson, and Will Ferrell together, mm-hmm. comedy gold right there. Um, so, I mean, I at first when the movie started, you kind of go through the, the story and it's like, okay, I see what kind of movie it's going to be based on the beginning and then his friends die in the <laughs> playful gasoline accident. <laughs> I mean, you're showing the stupidity of the male models there, right? Um, and I was a like, freak gasoline war accident. <laughs> and he talked about it so casually, like, these things just happen. You know, <laughs> these just playful gasoline fights just happen. Um, but as the movie went on, <coughs> I really came to appreciate the story. Um, as far as being like a, a, a movie about fashion, I thought it was pretty relevant that they were, you know, going to go after uh, the prime minister of a country that they outsource a lot of their mm-hmm. manufacturing to that does it for really cheap, and he's trying to, you know, bring up some rights. And I thought um, Mugatu's character was just absolutely hysterical. Every time he talked about Hansel, I just died. That Hansel, he's, so hot he's right just now. so hot right now. I just, ah, uh, I love it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing, you know, him coming up in the new movie. And, mm-hmm. and it, it was just great. He um, he was really. This is probably one of his like first or early movies. Right? Had to be right. I mean, this is two thousand one. This is fourteen years ago. Can you believe that? Fourteen 16. years. Sixteen years. Fifteen. Sixteen. Fifteen. That's right. <laughs> Fifteen. <laughs> Matt's hard. We've been sick. We must be male models. <laughs> you, oh. you, you can read minds. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Him and uh, being the you Googleizer, <laughs> I just can't. It's yeah. too good. It, it, it's hard to think that this movie is 15 years old already. It's almost mm-hmm. you know halfway to two get decades old, and um, it. I don't think it got the the credit that it deserved. Um, it barely cost <laughs> 28 million. Is barely costing. Yeah. Compared to movies nowadays, but it only made 60 million. Um, in but the box office. Comedies don't always make a ton of money. No, and, you know, one thing that I... They live on later, though. Right, exactly. And this is one of the movies that I think not a lot of people went to spend money to see in the theater, but it was a renter. It was a, I've seen this, so I'm going to show my friends. They're going to think it's funny, that type of movie. 
And you also have to consider the timeline. It came out September 2001, only Did a couple weeks after the 9-11 attacks. Um, so I don't know. It just it probably wasn't a good time uh, that for people uh, feeling in this kind of mood, mm-hmm. you know, to go see. It's unfortunate. But um, like you said, it definitely it stands the test of time. The comedy's not old. There are few scenes that date it, um, especially that, the little cell phone that he has. I mean, <sighs> That was so funny. That was so funny. <laughs> just the type of cell phone that it was. <laughs> I like when he opens it up and just says, call, uh-huh. call, call. It was <laughs> big enough to have the call, like, that's it. But it's like, it's very, very simple for someone like Derek mm-hmm. to just, you're getting a call, you know. Um, I also loved all the supporting cast. I thought it did a really good job. Christine Taylor, Ben Stiller's. Who's Christine Taylor? She was um, the reporter. The reporter. The love okay. interest. Yeah, I forget her name already. Um, and I, I really like uh, Mila Jovovich. Oh yeah, she's great. Though. Yeah, in everything she, she does, usually and good. she's going to be back for the for the sequel too. Oh, she? Uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm glad the, that they're getting a lot of that cast back though. Yeah, I mean, as much as they can. Obviously, they can't have David Bowie. Unfortunately, but how great was it to see David Bowie in this movie again? The okay, I'll tell you what. All yes, the cameos. All the cameos. There were probably like 30 cameos in this movie and my absolute favorite scene is the walk off when they're playing Michael Jackson's Beat It <laughs> and David Bowie is judging. Mm-hmm. That that's probably the best part of the movie for me. I just I couldn't stop laughing the whole time. And by laughing I mean haha cough 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 cough. Yeah, right. But that was that was one of my favorite uh favorite parts of the movie. Um but overall I just I think they just did a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. It had a like I said, for being a satirical film, it had a purpose. It had a place. It had a story. It was going somewhere. David Duchovny. <laughs> we got to talk about David Duchovny. Oh, man. They did a, a makeup job on him, huh? <laughs> it, it was pretty good. Yeah. You see his teeth, too? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, when he smiled, I was like, oh. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if that's his actual hand in that glass, but... I don't know. I gotta say, that was a good looking hand. I'm just gonna be, you know, that, that was a good looking hand. That was a good looking hand, yeah, because he was, I've seen that hand before. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you, you were in the catalog, you know, whatever, watching. He's like, yep. that was me. Doesn't know what Time Magazine is, but he yeah. recognized the hand. <laughs> That's right. So it's, it's funny because, you know, why? That whole thing was like, why male models? And then he goes, and he does it, but why male models? Like, seriously? I. Literally just, just told you like that a moment ago, <laughs> <laughs> and he was great when he's talking to him. He's like, "Well, why, why didn't you kill anybody?" He, oh, he's like, "I'm a hand model lady, and I'm not a face guy." <laughs> <laughs> I I really like the character that Ben Stiller plays, that Derek Zoolander. I I really enjoy. He's dumb. He's very he's very dumb. That's basically the whole point is that they need someone dimwitted. That's why we meet Derek, right? Mm-hmm. But. He does want to try to be a better person. He does mm-hmm. want to try to make a difference in the world. Obviously, you know, he says hey, there's got to be something outside of just being really, 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 really ridiculously good looking. <laughs> he, he, he's one of those characters that you root for. Right. You know what I mean? But, you, you know, every time you see him, he, what's up with his hair, man? Like, <laughs> well, you, did you go, when you saw him, his, his dad and his brothers. They yeah, all they all have the same hair. Okay, so think about this. Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, John Voight, and Ben Stiller. With that type of, like, what they say, white male fro? The new age white male fro? It's like, God. I think I got the 
the cough. Uh, when he goes down in that mine, he's walking around <laughs> like a model. <laughs> Everybody's looking at him like. <coughs> it's like obviously they're. I've all, actually got the cough. I don't you know. You actually like... got the cough. Yeah, you must have been working down there for a while. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's obviously they're all a bunch of man's man, man's men, manly man, manly men. There, there we go. you go. There we go. Enough combinations. I'll get it. <laughs> then he goes down there. Uh, it's just. It, it's just such. Such a hilarious movie. Him and Owen Wilson together make a really good combo. We've seen it, you know, time and time again oh, in yeah. movies. They've done a lot of movies together. Yeah. And was this their first together, though? It Very well possible. I mean, 2001, this is when they re- their careers really started to take off. Um, it, it had to have been close. Same thing with Will Ferrell. Like you said, it had to be right on that... right on that timeline. I wonder if Zoolander 2 is also going to be like a VH1 movie. Did you notice that this was like a VH1 movie? VH1 films, yeah. I, you know what? I don't know. I can, I can definitely find out though. From what I've read on Zoolander two, I haven't seen any pre, uh, any you know previews or trailers or anything like that. Um, it's not going to be a VH1 film, um, <laughs> but I do know that you know most of the cast is coming back. They're adding some really funny people. Uh, Christian Wig is one of my favorite uh, comedy actresses. And Fred Armisen from They had her in Anchorman 2 as well, though, didn't they? Sorry? They put her in Anchorman 2 as well, though. Was it Kristen Wiig? Yeah. Was it? For Brick. Oh, yep. Yeah. Well, they're they're pulling from their SNL cast, right? They're, they know who's funny, and they know who they work well with, and, you know, they can bounce. I like June McKinnon from yeah. uh, SNL. Is she in it? If she's in it, that's going to be really fun. She is not. She's probably too busy filming... Uh, Ghostbusters. But Kristen Wiig is in Ghostbusters too, isn't she? I think so. Hmm. So Kristen Wiig, Fred Armisen, uh, most of the other cast is coming back. Um, Benedict Cumberbatch. He's in it? Yeah. Oh, that's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, Justin Bieber as himself. Ariana Grande. Billy Zane's back. Nice. Um, And then they (laughs) have... Listen to your good friend Billy Zane. He's cool. (laughs) He's cool. They have looks like a cameo by Conway, uh, Kanye West and Kim Kardashian. It looks like they're a couple, so that should be uh, pretty interesting. But I, I'm really excited to see where they go with this because this could have been a great. This is a great just standalone film. Mm-hmm. You know, from start to finish, the story. You could end it here. You know, I don't even think you could just detach it from the second movie altogether and just look at them as independent films. However good the second one comes out. And this one is always going to stand up mm-hmm. for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just a tribute to to Ben Stiller. I mean, he, he wrote it. I think he he directed it, or is he at least directing the new one. Yeah, he directed it. He directed it? He directed it, and wow. he wrote it, produced it, everything. I mean, he's just his hands are all over this. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it was such a such a good film. I think that's, that's why it turned out the way that it did. So I'm going to have to ask you to rank his, his looks in the movie. Go ahead and give me a, seriously you know, his his blue steel his there. magnum his t- La Tigra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's see. If I had to rank them, they're um, th- they're all gonna fall into number two because they're all the same. The old. <laughs> do you, do you feel like you're taking crazy pills? <laughs> I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. <laughs> I just love how like in the middle of the fashion show, wh- when they're trying to cover up a bunch of stuff. That's when he decides to get on stage 
and yell across the room, basically announcing to everybody that, yep, I was involved, but, you know, I had good reason. You got to? Yeah, it's like, and they're basically just having this conversation in front of a live audience. It's like, what are you thinking? Um, so, yeah, they're all number two because they all look the same, except for Magnum. Magnum's number one. Because it can stop the Because thing. it stops, it's, yeah, it can physically alter <laughs> harmful objects. <laughs> And it's got the nice, cool background behind it. It's uh, it just a reaction of everybody, uh, especially his his real life dad, Jerry Stiller. You know, and and it's by far the best look. Yeah. Similar in look to the other looks, but but he turned. But, was it right that time? Oh, he turned. Yeah, he turned right yeah. or left. Yeah. One way he hasn't been able to turn. Mm-hmm. He finally was able to turn that way, and that's what brought on Magnum. I'm I'm, I'm not an ambi tuner. <laughs> There's, this movie's got so many good lines. It does. <clears throat> and the music in it is really good. Relax. I, and yeah. Relax. They, they use Michael Jackson. They, they use just a ton of stuff. Um, and, I mean, for producing it, it, for what a low amount of money, and it probably will be a low budget this time, it's, it's one of those things where it's because it's Ben Stiller, because it's his movie, you know, he's probably going out to all these people and say, hey, I'm going to write a movie, I'm going to produce a movie, I'm going to be in a movie. You want to be in it with me? And it's not like it's not like a business anymore. It's like just a bunch of people that are really good friends in the same industry. Is he kind of getting to be like uh, uh, Ben, no, Adam Sandler? We're always having his same group of guys making movies. Yeah, with it's, I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, right? I mean, it, I'm sure there, this is more my comedy, I think, than Adam Sandler's comedy. Mm-hmm. Um but, there, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? You get groups of people that perform well together that are the same type of humor, and they can bounce jokes. And basically, they write the film along the way. I bet you a lot of these lines were just – they were scripted, obviously. But a lot of them were decided during, like, ad-lib sessions in their rehearsal mm. time. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. That's just – you can you can definitely tell. So on the DVD there were some outtakes and some extended and deleted scenes. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of outtakes with Will Ferrell doing his like <laughs> he's so hot right now like just saying <laughs> different things, and like the people cracking up around him. Really? <laughs> and then there's uh, him doing like you know Malaysia premises are bad. It's good. <laughs> he's like a little kid looking stuff to say weird things. I guarantee like all that was just probably pretty much Will Ferrell just making yep. stuff up. Oh, that's great. That's and that and that's what the best type of comedy is, right? It, yeah. You can't script it. Now, I mean, the one reason why I really wanted to talk about this movie, like you said, mm-hmm. was because it was released in two thousand one, and it didn't really receive a lot of attention in the theater, mm-hmm. right? But now that we're getting a sequel, people are starting to get more interested in it, and maybe interested in the sequel, maybe seeing the sequel, and could be wondering, is this movie worth seeing? What's your answer to them? Before they see the sequel? Mm-hmm. Or even, I mean, regardless of whether they go see the sequel or not, what do you think? I think regardless of whether or not they go see the sequel, first or, it's been, look at the group of people, right? If you're in the mood for something funny, go to the theater, watch Zoolander number two. If you like that type of comedy, you will love the first one, guaranteed. But... If you're like me, I have to see the first one before I see the second one. Just in case there's some callbacks. Just in case there's something in- integral to the story that I need to know. Integral? Integral. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> talking like Derek over there. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, regardless of whether or not you've seen Zoolander, you've probably seen Ben Stiller in a movie. For some reason, I just, for just right now, when you had a look on your face or something, that's like, what is this? <laughs> what? <laughs> Thought I accidentally busted out the Magnum look or something. Okay, that's good. Gotta, gotta tame the beast before you let him out of the cage. That's right. I shouldn't even be talking about it. You know, I always liked how Christine Taylor, like, okay, I don't know if they were married at the time. Is that his wife? That's his wife. Okay, oh. and I don't know if they were married at the time, but they're married now, okay? And they had to have some sort of a personal relationship during the filming of this movie, right? How can you look opposite your significant other and when he's acting like that and you have to be like the straight-faced, down-to-earth person, like just, yeah, just trying to be a reporter, just trying to do their – I just don't understand how you can do that and just be straight-faced because, I mean, we saw her in Dodgeball, right? She oh, was yeah, in she Dodgeball. was in Dodgeball. I don't – who was the lead in that again? Dodgeball. Dodgeball would be fun. Was it, it – what? who was the lead in Dodgeball? Uh – it was uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Okay. So, and Ben Stiller was the other guy mm-hmm. in that movie, mm-hmm. right? So, as again, it's like, I don't know how you can look opposite. You know who else was in that movie? The, or whoever played the, uh, the person that was, like, doing the massage thing on Zoolander with a weird-looking face? Oh, it's Andy Dick. Was it Andy Dick? You didn't know that? Oh, huh. my gosh. I didn't know that until I, I looked it up. That was Andy <laughs> Dick. Okay. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm going to look it up right now. But, okay, Andy well, Dick as Olga the masseuse. That's hilarious. Well, the, the evil DJ is Justin Theroux. Yep. <laughs> I, I mean, he wrote he wrote most of the show, from what I understand, too, right? Or he produced it, or he did something on it. And I, I love that he makes cameos, too, because he's, you know, no offense to him, he's not the best actor. You know, and no one's going to see, but if, I'm not, a, I'm not an actor, but if I wrote a film, or if I had my hands all over a film, I'd want to be in it just for a tiny bit, just to say I was in the movie. Speaking of that, I was, again, when I was sick, I watched Armageddon because it was on Netflix. Nice. And a person who's all over movies, Michael Bay is in a lot of his movies. Have you ever noticed that? In a lot of whose movies? His own. Oh, really? Michael Bay. Uh, just in cameo appearances, yeah. right? Yeah, like, yeah. Because in Armageddon, he's like in, he's a NASA scientist that has a book open in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Sorry, just tangent. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. I, I just think... This movie exceeds on so many different levels outside of being uh, a satire, which is what it's intended to be. Uh, I love that scene with Fabio. Like, <laughs> he gets accepted the award for the best actor slash model. Yeah. <laughs> the slash is for the actor and not the model and not the other way around. I can't remember exactly what he was saying. I was like, what? It was hilarious. I think my first like genuine laugh came at the very beginning when um, that's a good sign when he was walk well yeah when he was walking up to accept the award that he lost like <laughs> he was just so conceited and so like just full of himself and just you know into himself he just mm-hmm. walks up there just you know getting the walk going he's like thank you he's like <laughs> was that Lenny Kravitz like gave him the award I don't know it um, might have been. <laughs> I think it was like Kravitz. Okay, so like when you look up, they have a whole paragraph dedicated to the cameo appearances in here. Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, he was in it. Lenny Kravitz is in there. Um, But, I mean, just so many. Tommy Hilfiger, 
just so many different people. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. It's funny to think that actually like, Tommy Hilfiger or somebody like that would actually be in this movie. Right. And I, I think a lot of those like red carpet type scenes that they were showing were pre-filmed at actual red carpet right. events. Right, yeah. Um, so that was kind of... It's kind of cool because when you take a, a movie like this and you're trying to incorporate a fashion icon into the real world, right? you need real world people and events that, you know, were seemingly inspired by him, like Natalie Portman. You know How do you saying? think they did that, like Natalie Portman? So do you think they were like, hey, we're going to film a movie, 50 bucks, do you want to make a cameo? Or... How do you think that worked out Possibly, like, logistically? I, I mean, I don't, I can't think of a time when they were interviewing those people that I heard the word specifically Derek Zoolander. Oh, yeah. He's, they said it. Did they do it a couple oh, yeah. times? Yeah. Okay, because I imagine sometimes they just took cuts of what they said about other people and just used those lines. You know, like Natalie Portman could have been talking about, he's just so good looking. You know what I mean? And just It could have been said about Derek. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I imagine they got some She's of them. She's probably talking about Hayden Christensen, wasn't she? Probably not. <laughs> We'll have to have another discussion about that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, I hope they go the the same route in Zoolander 2 with all the cameos because it, it adds a sense of credibility to Derek Zoolander being a fashion icon, right? I mean, you can put his, you can CG posters up of him in New York City all the time, but if you get real red carpet events, you know, that you can tell they're real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just uh, everything in the background looks too authentic to be staged. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope they keep that realism present in the second one. And I don't know if you've read the synopsis, but it looks I have not. like it's pretty funny. So I won't say because I know that you, you're you probably just going to want to go and be surprised there. But I was sold as soon as I heard that they were doing Zoolander 2. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. It's like but Star why? Wars. I wouldn't need a trailer or anything. Right, exactly. And, and why? Because I've seen this one and I love it. So that's your answer to the people that haven't seen this one. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, it 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 is a special type of comedy, right? I mean, some people could perceive it as stupid. Oh yeah. Uh, and some people will, you know, be up in arms about uh, them making fun of Malaysia. They do a lot, um, but you just got to take it with a grain of salt. Just like every, I mean, the, the way comedy is nowadays, this is nothing. Um, so. I mean, you definitely have to see the first one. But, again, see the second one. If, if you're too whatever by the first one, you think maybe a you can, 15-year-old movie is... Yeah, I mean, you can rent it. You can buy, like I was telling you, at, at different retailers right now, you can go and buy, a, like, 13 bucks yeah. the Blu-ray of Zoolander and get, like, an $8, mm-hmm. you know, coupon to go see the, in the, the Zoolander 2 in the theaters. Right. So you're, not, was you're the out lazy like four way. bucks, right? Yeah, and I did it the lazy way. I spent $1.99 on Google Play. Well, yeah, I mean, there's and, no other way to do it, right? <laughs> So. It's 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 a great and do you regret the two dollar purchase? No, because I watched it two times and you know what? It's actually still active until about ten o'clock tonight, so <laughs> I can watch it again. It's a long time. Forty eight hours. Hmm. Anything else do we do you have to say about Zoolander? I think that pretty much sums it up. I, I mean, we could just go through and just act out. The whole I, I could do it. I could do it. I couldn't it's right hilarious. now. I, I would want okay, to. Okay, we'll wait till our voice is better. No, <laughs> oh, it's it's, it, it's one of my favorite comedies. I think, um, and I'm I'm really looking forward to the second one. Yeah, me too. Because I I think it's the it's all the same group, right? You know it's gonna be consistent, 
not necessarily with it being story-wise with the first one, but you know in terms of comedy, you kind of know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And that's why you know it's going to be a worthwhile movie. You're not going to walk in there and then walk out 90 minutes later and be like, I can't believe I wasted that much money on Fantastic Four. It's <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just really hoping that it's better than how Anchorman 2 kind of was, you know? Yeah, it kind of went off the trail a little bit in Anchorman 2. But I still got laughs mm-hmm. from that movie, you know? and It's fun to watch sometimes, but I think this one... It'll succeed on a, on, a, on a deeper level. On a more em- emotional level? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you going to tell me how bad of a you Googleizer I am? You Googleizer? Oh, man. Well, I think that about sums up our thoughts for this week, Christian Did you see the fountain at his school yes. at the end? <laughs> This, the school for uh, uh, the kids who run a read, who want to read good and do other stuff good too. <laughs> this this school is too small. Is this a set of rats? <laughs> it's gonna be at least three, three times. times. <laughs> I love how, I love how Will Ferrell plays along. He's like he's absolutely right. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's, he's not like, insult he's him. right. <laughs> yeah. It, when he, the whole, when he uh, brought him back and was trying to go, now you're retired and I can't have you, and I want you. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was, he was great. When he, the guy brought him the foamy latte. <laughs> he goes through this big production just to throw it at him. He's like, you know I get gassy when it's so foamy. <laughs> oh, so good. Watch this movie. We recommend it. Absolutely. Even if you, even if you don't want to watch Zoolander two, just watch this movie. It's it's readily available for you to rent, acquire in some way or another. <coughs> if I can actually talk, I can close up the show. But I don't think <coughs> you're passing it off to me. Maybe. You know, it's going to be interesting to see. Like you said, this movie kind of went under the radar. Now that the second one's coming out, and this movie has been pretty popular in the comedy space after it left the box office. It's going to be interesting to see how those numbers are going to affect the box office for the second movie. Because I anticipate they're going to make quite a bit of profit off this movie. I think that the Zoolander look, his his looks, pretty much are the the inspiration for the selfie generation. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh. Somebody took a picture of themselves for the very first time doing the Derek Zoolander look. Posted it on the internet, and then it just set fire. There you right? go. Right? That's Funny. we we traced it back. All right. So while I can still talk, and before I go in another coughing fit, let me go ahead and close out the show, ladies and gentlemen. We thank you for listening. You can reach the show at Entertaining Pod on Twitter. That's entertaining at gmail dot com. I am at Sith Nightmare on Twitter, <laughs> and I am at D O U E one H one on Twitter and Xbox Live. Awesome. Um, just to go on a quick shout out to my new little endeavor slash interesting thing I'm trying out. I wrote an article for a new website that's being launched called playsomevideogames.com. Um, What's it about? Playing some video games. Cool. Yeah, uh, but uh, I was asked to be a contributor over there, so I'm going to go ahead and write a few things here and there. Let you know. Uh, let me know what you think if you think if you see them. You can follow their account on Twitter. It's underscore, or it's at underscore PSVG. Uh, and then the article I wrote is under my profile on there, 
whatever it is. That's it's it? it's about why I'm not buying video games this year. Oh, jeez. <laughs> As if your verbal thoughts weren't enough, now we get the written thoughts, too. There you go. Can't so, have too much content. Are you charging extra for the written part of it? You know, it's supposed to come in a package, you know, like Rebels, but now... Oh, is it like DLC? The, the podcast is, yeah. <laughs> it's a DLC. No, no. Okay. It's it, It's included. Oh, wow. Not many companies like that nowadays. I know. Way to be. Ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening. We will be talking next week about Zoolander 2. Hopefully you'll join us again. Until then, have a good week, and we hope that you have been entertained. I just have a few more questions, if that's okay. Cool. So when did you know you wanted to be a model? Hmm, I guess it would have to be the first time I went through the second grade. I caught my reflection in a spoon while I was eating my cereal, and I remember thinking, wow, you're ridiculously good-looking. Maybe you could do that for a career. Do what? Be professionally good-looking. Right. What would you say your trademark is, if you have one? Well, I guess the look I'm best known for is blue steel. What's that look like?